Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Stephanie Kretz. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. You have entered the 47th dimension. It's because math has to be done when it's a podcast. The 47th? Yeah, because I can't remember. Was it the 5th, 6th, 7th? Dude, I don't know. I think you gotta do it like it's a breaking the wall twice thing in Deadpool. So when you break the fourth wall in mm-hmm. Deadpool, you're breaking the fourth ball. But if you break the fourth wall inside of breaking a fourth wall, he said it was the 16. It's like 16 walls. Oh, okay. So if it's seven. So we're in like the 47th Twilight Zone? If it's this, if it's seven walls, then it's gotta be seven times seven. So 49. 49. Yeah. 49th. Mm. Yep. Did it. Good job, math. Broke those walls. <laughs> Earlier this week, I did some math, and it was very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> was it for an article? Yeah. You did bad math for an article, but it was caught. You did a, you, wait. You did bad math for an article. Whenever you write articles, you're like, "Ooh, numbers." <laughs> right. I cool. had to do a percentage thing, and I did it wrong. And I'm not going to talk about the details because I don't want anyone to make fun of me. And they did not do a thousand percent increase in business. But they were, the percentage was incorrect and it was vastly incorrect. Wow. But I thought it was super right. And I asked someone and they were like, oh, you just added too many zeros. And I was like, yeah, that was it. (laughs) Just added too many zeros. (laughs) Sure. I'm glad you have faith in me. That's great when it's your paycheck. Not good when you're trying to do earnings. (laughs) (laughs) So... I don't. So I'm going to let you handle the math part. Okay, cool. Let me do the writing. You do the math. We've already established this. You're a technical man. I am technical man. Which is why I walked around at Gen Con on Saturday (laughs) carrying a 33-pound backpack all day. Does that make you technical man? (laughs) That just makes you... (laughs) It makes me dumb. Silly. (laughs) Hey, I view it this way. It was a good workout. That's good. Because I did walk a lot. And I walked a lot with an extra 33 pounds on me all day. And again, I ask, why aren't you extremely ripped right now? Uh, because all the fat hides it. I am <laughs> ripped. You just can't tell. It's all there. It's just hidden. Chisel inside. Yep. Chisel into it. Underneath this exterior is one hot bod. I think that's true for everyone. <laughs> Just full of muscles. You're so hot already, Brad. What are you talking about? It's because the air conditioner got turned off. I know. I'm super hot right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing sweatpants. I just worked out. How was Gen Con? It was, um, it was kind of, for me, like a first time Dragon Con experience. There are so many people there. It was sold out. And, like, the four-day passes were sold out before it even happened. Mm-hmm. And then there were limited available Saturday and Friday passes, which both sold out on their respective days. So the con was sold out. I did check out the dealer rooms, a lot of cool-looking games. I've come to the uh, uh, belief that 
It is a convention that you want to go there with friends because they do do demos of games. They do do, yeah. But it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, it's hard to like want to get a demo when you're alone for games that are yeah. mostly multiplayer. True. <clears throat> and it's not like the guys that are demoing the games are playing them with you. They're telling you the rules, and your group is playing the game. Mm, gotcha. But it was cool. Good. Very Glad cool. You had fun. Yep. Met up with some friends. Hadn't seen in a while. That was cool. And then saw some other past friends that I also hadn't seen in a while. And then I kind of got down on myself for a while, which wasn't cool. Don't do that. But, you know. So he is mad at you for that. Yeah. For getting down on myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd be mad at me, too. <laughs> and then today I spent uh, 11 hours at work um, trying to fix a virus. Cool. Yeah. It's a wonderful day. Yeah, it sounds super fun. It's great. I wrote some articles. You wrote some articles? Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. I've been trying to write this one about cryptocurrency. Mm Mm-hmm. Which one? Dude, I don't don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I have, like, this mental block when it comes to that topic. To fake money? Yeah. I just, like... And I and I was like, finally, John Oliver did a segment on it like a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, finally, I'll yep. understand it. Mm-hmm. And I did for five minutes, and yep. then as soon as it was over, it just ex- exited my brain again. It's really easy. John Oliver's whole thing on it was cryptocurrency has value because we believe it has value. But that's so dumb, isn't it? There's like there is no monetary thing behind it. Like with the dollar, there's yeah. the, I think we're on the silver standard, so there's the silver. Standard. I think most of the world's on the silver standard right now because, you know, the gold standard is harder because there's less gold than there's silver. But anyway, um, cryptocurrency doesn't have that backing. There is no real money behind it. But the cool thing about it is it is anonymous. It can't be traced. Yeah. I was writing about the Ethereum blockchain and some crazy bullshit. I don't know. Yep. I, I was like talking to my boss about it and she was like, I have no idea either. Good luck. And I was like, great. <laughs> that's that's fun. I did my best. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, you'll you'll probably be like everybody else it's that doesn't the, understand it. It's editing it's in the editing process. I, I, I mean I wrote it. I don't know what I wrote, but all the info's there. I don't like cryptocurrency. I think it's stupid. Do you want to know why I don't like cryptocurrency? Sure. Okay, so other than it's great. The blockchain thing is great. It makes it impossible to be stolen. It's it's highly encrypted. You know, mm-hmm. it's all wonderful. Transactions are just you know exactly what happened, when it happened, who it happened with, and all that stuff. Beautiful. It can't be it can't be stolen. It's like, you know, yeah. Um a bank can be robbed and that's your money. Mm-hmm. People can't rob you of your cryptocurrency because it exists in fifty million places. So if they hit one server it's going to have a discrepancy with all the other servers, so it really can't be stolen. That's cool. Blockchain is cool. What's not cool is when people could make money by decoding blockchain, which is the whole thing behind it. So you can use your computer's processing power to decrypt or, or to make the blockchain, which makes it so great. But CPUs don't do that well. GPUs do that really well. 
And for quite a while, when people could actually make money doing blockchain calculations, you could not buy a decent video card, which is probably one of the biggest reasons I do not have a new gaming rig right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. But I think but I think the um the earnings to expense is now flipped the other way, so people really aren't doing it anymore. Cool. Which means now I can buy a video card for my computer. Well, build Good. a new computer is what I really need to do. Good. Running that old Welcome school. Welcome to our new podcast. Brad explains cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency just to me. Yeah. Actually, that sounds like a really terrible podcast. We're not doing it. it yeah, it, I agree. It does. It sounds like a really, really bad podcast. <laughs> I'm seeing double because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> cool, Sookie. She's just walking across my lap, banging into the mic. Yep. As she does. So, in the middle of this podcast, when Stephanie says, and then asks, you know that that's where Suki typed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, she didn't actually type anything. I'm surprised. Oh, look at that. Um, she is a wonderfully good cat at not standing on the keyboard. Yeah. For reals. What else is going on? I don't know. We're doing a podcast. Oh. I got some new glasses. That's new. What's new? doing a podcast yeah holy cow oh my god what the here we are when did this start i don't know about 30 episodes ago <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <clears throat> so now you can see good yeah i was thinking about putting my computer across the room and reading my notes that way because my lenses are so strong uh-huh. that i'm like i can see too much now how do i look you look beautiful i can see every molecule on your face <laughs> oh wow <laughs> You sure you got glasses and not microscopes? You're in 4K. (laughs) I'm in 4K. (laughs) I've been trying to get out of high def for so long. I wanted to be ultra high def. (laughs) Yeah, I put them on yesterday and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, oh, I thought he was cute. What is wrong with me? (laughs) Yeah. It's like the opposite of drunk goggles. It's like, oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Reality is real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, can I see into another dimension now? That's what I feel like. I don't know. Can you? Maybe. Who's right over here right now? Uh, I see Cap. Oh, that's my poster. <laughs> okay. Wow. Maybe what does Cap it say? Is here. Cap salutes you for yeah. buying war bonds yeah. in your local post office. Was there any of that you couldn't read before? No, I could read all of it. My eyes weren't. My glasses weren't that bad. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's oh. just things are stronger now. I CRISPR. wanted to put it in perspective for people. I see. I see. But anyway, we're doing. Twilight Zone episode this week. Me, 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 me. You know, I thought for sure that was going to be the opening song, and this is so early in the series yeah. that it was not. It's season one, episode 21, called Mirror Image. Whoa. It's some good double o- meaning in this episode. Yeah, some good old school Twilight Zone. I've been wanting to do this for a while, so I was like. I'm lazy this week. Let's do Twilight Zone because it's 20 minutes long. <laughs> and, and glorious black and white. Black and white and just fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah. That girl was cute. She was cute. I wonder what she looks like Millicent now. Millicent Bonds. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. her name. Millicent is not a very flattering name, but. <clears throat> it was the whatever years that episode was done in. Black and white. I'm going to guess 50s. Maybe, maybe early 60s. When did the color TV come out? You can keep guessing. Really? 
Well, I know it's not the 40s. No, you're right. 1960. 1960. Yes. You know what? I'm pretty sure I had it in my notes. <laughs> you I did. did. It originally aired on February 26, 1960. Sweet. That's nice. My mom wasn't even born yet. Whoa. That's crazy. Neither was my dad. Whoa. <laughs> Neither was I. Neither were you. Neither were obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was born first. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Twilight Zone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we commence? Dive in? Yes. All right. Whoosh. So we're having a thundery time at the bus depot. Mm-hmm. Bus depot. I, I loved that. Right off the bat, old school languages. Yeah. Because they don't call it the bus depot anymore. I guess not, yeah. But I would go, I will reject that, actually. Okay. Because when I used to take the Greyhound before the Megabus existed, I had to go to the bus depot to take the Greyhound. Well, the Greyhound is as old as this episode. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Who wants to buy new signs? Nobody. <laughs> good call. Yes. For the Megabus, you just walk around the street and you're super unsafe and it's terrible. Uh-huh. And you find it. a bus with a big yellow guy on it. Yeah. And then they go, tickets, please. But, you know, if this was, if Millicent, the leading lady, mm-hmm. was bored in the Megabus, she probably wouldn't have had this problem. <laughs> That's true. She wouldn't have to be at a bus depot. She could have been on 5th and Austin. <laughs> if there happens to be a stop there i don't I, know i don't know i'm not even gonna say a state because i don't even know if those streets intersect here in chicago <laughs> probably don't i think the bus the mega bus is at canal and jackson or something yeah mega bus and it's an impossible to get to yeah i had the address for the it's mega so bus annoying. drops off once to pick somebody up and i was like how do you even get here like all my directions were wrong it's in this weird industrial place and you're like across from a post office and but it's like barren behind you it's really creepy to be there at night i bet i dislike taking the mega bus i wish the amtrak went to iowa i mean it does go to iowa i wish it went to iowa city so i wouldn't have to take the mega bus to go to iowa city oh can't you just uber all the way to Iowa. <laughs> no, from the drop in Iowa to Iowa City. What? Wherever the Amtrak lets you out. No, the Amtrak lets me out at in like Mount Pleasant, which is like an hour away from Iowa City. Oh, that's so it would cool. be annoying. Also, yeah. What if you did the rideshare? <laughs> <laughs> it'd be more annoying, Brad. Yeah, it'd be yeah. more annoying. I'm sorry. It'd be more annoying, Stephanie. It'd be more annoying. Yes. Um, so this woman is sitting on a bench waiting for her bus to arrive at the bus depot. Mm-hmm. She's waiting for the bus to Cortland. Yep. She's checking her watch and realizing that the bus is a half hour late and she's yep. getting impatient. But it's, as I said, it's storming outside. She goes to talk to the clerk. Yep. Who is, I can only describe him as curmudgeonly. <laughs> He's a curmudgeon. Curmudgeon old dude. Yeah. Reading a magazine. Yes, he's very unhelpful and annoyed by her inquiring about the bus arrival. Right. He says, I don't know, it's raining, a bridge or two might be out. But she just wants to know when he thinks it might arrive. Well, he he was rude to her to start, which is why she became kind of rude. She got a little sassy on him because she was just like, hey man, I just want to know when it's going to arrive. Can you just give me an idea? Yeah, this is before we had cell phones, so like, what is she going to do? What were cell phones? Stare? What are you talking about? Right. 
Jeez. What is podcast equipment? What is touch tone? What is podcast? <laughs> what is podcast? <laughs> they had microphones, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to do this. They'd know most of That's this. Right. And the there were soundboards. Yeah. The radio shows. But they don't they, they don't have cell phones. What's this what's this wireless phone thing you speak of? It's witchcraft, I tell you. Witchcraft. <laughs> so, you know, she's just bored and going crazy. Uh huh. Because I guess if you don't have your cell phone to entertain you, you go crazy. That's the moral of the episode. <laughs> she could have read a magazine like the curmudgeon man. She Come on. Settle down. I'm just she being just silly, Brad. She wasn't prepared. She didn't have reading material. She didn't. But she's taking a bus. You would think she would have brought a book or something to read on the bus. You can't read on a bus. I read on a bus. She all can't the time. read on a bus. She gets very carsick. We don't know that. That wasn't part of the personality <laughs> profile that the narrator gave us. We do know she's twenty-five. We do know she's twenty-five. Um, and it, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Continuing on with Curmudgeon Man. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks when he anticipates the bus arriving, and he says, "She'll be in when she'll be in." I told you that the last time you asked me, Miss. And yep. she's like, "What?" The last time I asked you was right now. Uh-huh. Spooky. And then we find out that not only was it the last time she asked, but the last time she asked before that, too. He says she's been up there every ten minutes asking about the bus. Oh, God, this woman. God, what a so annoying. So I no know. wonder he's in a mood. I'd be in a mood, too. And she's just aghast and confused. Like, but this is the first time I've been up here. Maybe she should first, take Bino. The very first time. I guess. <laughs> it might help. Did Bino exist back then? I don't think so. But maybe Tums did. She should have laid off the asparagus. Or wait, no. <laughs> it just makes your pee stink. She should have laid off the cabbage. <laughs> that makes you gassy. And beans. And the beans. And while she's saying it's, been, it's the very first time, she spots a suitcase behind the desk. And it's the same suitcase that she has. What? <laughs> Broken handle and all. Broken handle and all. She's very confused, but goes back to sit down. And then? And then the narrator fills us in a little bit. Okay. He says, Millicent Barnes, 25. <laughs> <laughs> Not very imaginative or gives into anxiety or fear or flights of fancy. <laughs> Keep going. You've I didn't do now. the full quote, oh. I just, but I did. I have some more that he said. Uh, she's a career woman and a girl with a head on her shoulders. I hope so. And this is mentioned because that head will be put to the test. Her sanity will put on the will be put on the block. Who? And she will in one minute wonder if she's going mad. That was kind of you paraphrased. Need, Sorry, you need, you need to hold the. I was the, kind of doing that. Yeah, you were you were like touching your eye, but you need to, you just need to hold the side of the of the headphones while you're talking, and then you'll be all sixty style. Uh huh. Don't worry, I quoted the whole end part, so at least I can do that one. Sweet. Remember to hold. Remember to hold the headphone hold when you're it. doing it. It's going to be more for me than our listeners, but <laughs> it might make me laugh a little. So basically, I should be a 1940s newspaper man or radio man. Woman. I was doing a man voice. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Would why be in another life? Why do you have to be so sexist in the '60s, Stephanie? Because that's just what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my choice. <laughs> I didn't make the rules. Nobody made the rules. 
Uh, she tells the clerk that the bag is the same as her bag, even down to the broken handle. Yep. But he has just had enough. Uh-huh. And he says, it is your bag. You even checked it here. And then she turns to look at her bag, which she left by the bench. And it's gone. Thank you. <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> Good. Good. She must drama. have checked it. <laughs> of course she checked it. She just forgot. It's fine. Uh, you know, it's late. I'm assuming it's late. Really I believe can't it's, tell. No, it's late. They do say a time at one point. There was a clock on the wall. Yes, but later on in the And episode, I can't remember what the clock said. <laughs> I know it started at like but 10 after. later on when he says the bus, the next bus is at 7 a.m., he right. says you can get at least three hours of sleep. Okay. So we can assume it's, you know, around 1 or 2 a.m. right now. True, true. Because then, you know, some time passes and right. other stuff happens. Um, maybe like, maybe it's 11 or 12 right now. The clock hand does move through this episode. It does. Good continuity. Good job, people. Yes. I don't remember what the clock said, but it Neither did do move. Neither do I. Um, the clerk assumes that she's hungover and tells her to just go sit back down and stop bothering him. Yep. <laughs> Let me get back to my magazine. <laughs> so she's just like, okay, whatever. So then she goes to the restroom. And the woman attendant in there, you know, let's go back to having attendants in the bathroom. I liked that. They have them in the ritzy places. They do. And sometimes at clubs they do. Because mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of drunken situations <laughs> where I've gone to the bathroom at a fancy club. Yep. And I've gone to the bathroom and this woman, like, gives me hairspray and lotion and, like, gives me towels. It's great. Wow. And candy. Yep. Not bad candy, like real candy, not like nose candy or something. I'm not trying to be weird, but, you know, when you go to a club, people do coke in the bathroom. Like cola? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know they called that nose candy. Because <laughs> I usually drink it. <laughs> Sweet baby angel. <laughs> in the men's bathroom, you get cologne. Um... Chewing gum. Mm-hmm. I don't recall if there was ever candy in a men's bathroom. Of course, they have combs in the blue mm-hmm. stuff so you can comb your hair. There's also feminine products as well. Men don't need those, no. so they're not in our bathroom. <laughs> you don't need a big bowl of tampons. <laughs> no. There might be a big bowl of mints. I suppose that would be a candy. Yeah, that's a candy. And then they hand you a towel so yeah. you can dry your hand. Zuh. That's nice. I do, so I think that, that I like those, and I would tip them if they existed more. However. I think if attendance existed in all bathrooms, more gross people would wash their hands for fear of being judged. That is true, too. And there would probably be less weirdos going into the bathrooms. What? Weird people need to pee, too, Stephanie. No, but I just mean, like, we have locks and codes on our bathroom at work. Because right. creeper men go into the women's bathroom and hang out in there and wait for women to come in. It's because you have the couches. We don't have couches. Guys in don't get couches one. in the bathrooms like women do. I don't have a couch. You in get my those leather bathroom. couches that are big and poofy and comfortable, with the foot massaging person that works them. <laughs> I'd love to go to this bathroom. I've never been to this bathroom before. And then if you push a button next to the um, the soap dispenser on the wall, the computer screens come down for <laughs> female domination of the world. <laughs> I know all about the ladies' bathrooms. It is like the CIA 
or it's true. Or the KGB. You pull the tampon out and the wall sw- yep. swivels around. Exactly. <laughs> and there's just like all these cameras sneaking in on men's conversations uh-huh. so they know who to avoid. Right. But Push down on the lotion to. dispenser. I am transported to the basement where I can stock up on all of my armor exactly. and, and weapons. And weaponry. <laughs> Mace. <laughs> Man, if only. That would be sweet. But. My point being, I think that it's nice that there's a woman attendant. However, she seems very unnecessary, considering there's like three people in the station. Two of them are women, Stephanie. I know, but... And I didn't see a gentleman's (laughs) room either. There was only the ladies' room. (laughs) It was out of shot. We only saw half of the station. Mm Mm-hmm. Likely story. (laughs) (laughs) I just really liked how the ladies... Uh, sign was illuminated in neon. Yes. It was very cool looking. And they didn't call it the bathroom. They called it the powder room. The powder room. I'm going to go to the powder room. Because that's where you powder yourself. With your oh, nose candy. there you go. Yeah. Came all the way around. <laughs> uh, so the woman gives her a funny look and asks if she's all right. The bathroom attendant. We'll yes. go back. Sorry. <laughs> right. Tangent. <laughs> And she, Millicent doesn't understand why, and she says, you were in here before, mm-hmm. or when you were in here before, or just that when you were in, bleh. I failed. Words. <laughs> They're hard here. Try putting your hand on your ear. Just when you were in here before. <laughs> See, you got it. <laughs> Honey, you were just in here a few minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I keep doing accents and I get, I'm like, oh, people like really hate my accents. No, Nick loves them. Nick does? I'm sure. Okay. Uh, he hasn't told me that. I need his validation. <laughs> but he's, he has to. Who was, wouldn't? That's true. But I'm like, are there listeners who are like, ugh, make her God. stop doing accents. All her accents, <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> but also I don't care. I'm just going to keep doing it because it's funny to me and it's fun. It is fun. Gotta have it fun. It makes you laugh. It does make me laugh. And that's all that, that's all that matters. Gives me a big old smile. Good. So she's... Uh, okay. She's... Uh, okay. Well, yeah, she was okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's her mood right now. <sighs> so uh, she... <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'm okay. She's very confused, and she's annoyed. Because yeah, her bag was this taken. This was the first time she was in there, too. Yeah, it was the first time she's been in the bathroom. She's like, I'm the powder room. Sorry, the powder room. Jeez, come on. Excuse me, drink your life water. Water. Drink your goop water. My goop water. Uh, she says she doesn't understand how people keep saying she's been at the counter in the bathroom. What's wrong with this place anyway? Uh huh. And then she's all flustered, and she opens the door. And she turns around to talk to the attendant. Yes, while the door is open, and then she looks in the mirror. And she's sitting on the bench. Uh, <gasps> oh my god. Where was Doctor Who? That's what I want to know. Because <laughs> this has got to be what's happening. Like, she meets Doctor Who in the future, and they're playing a game on herself. Yeah, maybe. Um, she gasps and closes the door immediately. She's yep. all freaked out seeing uh-huh. herself sitting on a bench. True. And then... Do you get freaked out when you see yourself? Yes. Okay. I was wouldn't, just curious. Wouldn't you? I've never seen myself. I wouldn't know. Mm. I mean, I have all the clones, so... I mean, there was that one time I was at a club and I may have had a bit much to drink and I had a conversation with myself in the mirror. Cool. Have you ever had a moment where you are, like, have opened a mirror 
and then closed it and then there's something freaked behind yourself you. out oh no Suki's done that to me a couple times <laughs> <laughs> you open the mirror she's not there you close the mirror she's there looking at you <laughs> yeah exactly like a horror movie <laughs> like ah, monster <laughs> no i don't um uh, i don't uh i've never had that happen hmm. i may have seen like floaters out of the corner of my eye that might startle me for a brief second oh the floaters but then when you look again you get to watch the floater floating the eye doctor asked me if i see floaters and i didn't know how to answer that <laughs> it's I feel either like everyone yes sees floaters or no <laughs> <laughs> The eye doctor, that is. I think I just said the regular doctor. No, you said the eye doctor. The, okay. Um, and you didn't know how to answer a question that has a yes or no answer. <laughs> well, I feel like everyone sees floaters. I didn't know if it was bad to see them or not, so I said no. <laughs> Maybe he, this is when he was looking in your eyes? No, just like a general question. Oh, probably because he would have done a, a, a more, uh, a, a bigger exam. If you're like, yeah, I see at least 15 a day. Oh, no. Because then, you know, that every would mean... now and again, I'll like, you know, when you're looking off to the side, something you'll see for a second. Right. I see them. What are I they? I don't, you know, what are they? They're debris in your eye juice, jelly, whatever you want to call it. Ew, really? <laughs> yeah. Like dead cells or something that happen to get into the area where you're starting to focus and then you see it and it, it that's why you can't. You can't track it. You can't actually look because at when it. you turn your eye, you're moving it as well. Ew, <laughs> gross. But eventually they dissipate and go away. If I cry really hard, will they come out? No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore about the floaters. It's gross. <laughs> uh. Anyway, see, if you see a lot of them, then it's bad. It could be like your retina is peeling away from the back of your eye and it could uh, it could be something like that uh, but usually when that's happening there's other things you have uh, yeah eye uh, problems uh, they're weird i don't like eyes i don't like ears and nails it's gonna be really hard for you to find somebody then because <laughs> everybody has eyes ears and nails <laughs> I don't mean it like that. My perfect man is a man with no eyes, no ears, and no nails. If only I could find this fictional person. (laughs) It would be the greatest find of all time. (laughs) No. Like a terrible mutant person. That sounds terrifying. Probably is a terrible mutant the na- person. The no nails thing is actually the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I just mean I don't like when horror movie people do like eye surgeries or eye poking or ear poking or r- nail ripping. Okay. Or nail under nail. We talked about this when we did the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Yes. Yeah, you, you're not a fan of that. I am not either, because it, it hurts to watch. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> My dream man is not eyeless, earless, and nailless. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Stephanie has entered the Twilight Zone. 
That doesn't sound like a very good zone. <laughs> if those kinds of people are there. Do I look beautiful? How could I know? I have no eyes. <laughs> yeah, how would and why am me? I answering you? <laughs> I have no ears. I felt the vibrations in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an alien. Anyway. So... Uh, she opens the door again, and she's gone. She's not sitting there anymore. Yep. And her bag is back. Next to the bench. Right. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Still giggly. <clears throat> so, there is another couple in the bus depot. Yes. Bus depot. Right. And they're sleepy. Yep. Sleepy babies. Sleepy old babies. Yeah. Sleepy old babies. <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> well they were old and they were they wearing sleeping. diapers i'm just curious <laughs> oh, i don't know i didn't see there are they are old who knows yeah. she knew they were babies because they both had their dentures out on the bench next to them <laughs> so you knew it was all gum <laughs> i mean basically that old man was real old sleeping on his lady yeah that was cute um but she asks she wakes them up and asks them if they saw someone in her seat, but they're like, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Yep. So then she's like, okay, sorry to bother you. And why do you keep coming over here every five minutes and asking me that? No, that didn't happen. They didn't say that, but yeah. that would have been fine. I was expecting it. Yeah, But same. it did not happen that way. And she also notices the bag behind <gasps> the counter is gone. Yes. Spooky. And then she sits down and she has a little inner monologue. Mm-hmm. What on earth is the matter with me? Delusions, that's what they are. I must be sick. I must be running a fever. I'm not even warm. I don't have any fever. No fever at all. And then a man. Enter man. (laughs) 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 The man will save her. (laughs) Like they do. You know, she's a good a girl with a good head on her shoulders, but all she needs is a good man in her life. Yep. And this sopping wet problems. man will do it just for her. Hold, hold on. I'm doing it right now. Got my <laughs> hand on the headphone. <laughs> uh, he... Suki yelled at me. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're, you're giggling too much. You're, 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 you're disturbing her slumber. Who disturbs my slumber? My, my, nice to be a cat. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, Man enters and gives her her purse, which apparently she left somewhere. I think you dropped it, ma'am, I believe was his line. Thank you. Probably when she was talking to the old babies. Yep. <laughs> you know. Um, he rambles on as men do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> he... <laughs> Ramble, ramble. <laughs> he talks at her for quite ramble a while <laughs> about how it's so hard to get to the bus station and blah blah blah. I'm trying to get to Syracuse and blah 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 blah. blah. And I had to take a bus. Nope, his plane got. That's right, his plane got uh, canceled mm-hmm. due to rain. And then. Did he take a ca- Yeah, he was taking a car. I lost track because he just kept talking. <laughs> was he taking a cab and it broke down and he had to walk the rest of the way? Something like that. He had a sob story, but I was like, I don't care. You're not the one seeing. Yeah, you have people. eyes and ears. <laughs> you have eyes and ears. <laughs> not my not, type. Not interested. 
Uh, he notices that she's not feeling too well. Or she looks kind of, she's not paying attention to his amazing story. Right. So he asks if she's ill. Of course. Because. <laughs> what woman wouldn't want to listen to his story? You must be sick. You must be sick. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure the look on her face may have attributed to that as well. <laughs> but this is funny. <laughs> this is a much funnier version. <laughs> he like legitimately cares, but it's just funny yes. because she's just not paying attention. And he's like, are you okay? Are you sick? <laughs> oh, man. This derailed pretty hard. No, it didn't. It's right on track. <laughs> <laughs> um, she tells him that she's been seeing things, which is great. And he tells her his name is Paul Grinstead from Binghamton. Yep. Cool. Oh, Paul. Another oh, Paul. Oh, Paul. <laughs> um, she tells him that she's a private secretary who just got a new job in Buffalo, and that's where she's headed. Right. But everyone keeps telling her that she's been at various places in the bus depot before. So but she just tells him the whole story of what happened that we just saw in the last 15 minutes or whatever. Right. He says, it's delusions. Uh, well, that's, she had that inner monologue, so she had to agree with him there. Yeah. And he's very helpful, and he's just like, this one's tough to figure out. Yep. And she says, I'm not some sort of kook. Ooh, she said that? She said that. Kook? Kook. I didn't know that. I wrote it down because I liked it a lot. Very nice. I'm not some sort of kook. You know, we all can't be kooks. I'm sorry, I'm going to eat this grape. Eat that grape. People love it when you eat on microphone. It's the best sound ever. I'm trying to move away from it. She's trying to crunch. Your fake noises are worse <laughs> than my real noises. <laughs> and, okay. So, Paul, Paul, Paul suggests that someone must be playing a joke on her, or maybe there's just someone there that resembles her, which seems... You know, the second, yeah. the latter seems kind of likely. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good theory. I agree. And then the bus finally arrives. Oh, sorry. Now there's something in my eye. I have so many problems. Yep. Always. The Darn bus. eyes always getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the bus finally arrives and he helps her with her bag to the bus. Uh-huh. Um, as she approaches, she looks up and runs back into the depot. But why? Well, he runs after her, and then the camera quickly pans over to the bus, and she's already on the bus smiling out the window. Smiling a little mischievously. Yes. A little malevolently. Maybe a little creepy. Yes. And then... Smirking a bit. She was smirking. And then Millicent has fainted, and Paul is taking care of her. Mm-hmm. Um, they, he just tells the bus to go on ahead because he's not sure when she's going to wake up and someone right. should help her. She, she passed out on the bench. Yeah. As you do. Yep. When you see yourself. When you see yourself, yeah. You run to the nearest bench and pass out. <laughs> <laughs> and the bus, so the bus leaves, and the next one isn't due until 7 in the morning. Right. And then, so I had a problem with the next part. Okay. Because this is before I realized the clerk was still there. Yeah. However. Okay. 
he's like, okay, we're going to turn off all the lights. Right. Because when not in use, turn off the juice. Yep. <laughs> That's what he said. That's right. More time. And it's then, not more time, but. No. Uh, and then they, it appeared as if both the clerk and the bathroom attendant left unconscious woman alone in bus depot with strange man. Oh. No, he just went back to his magazine. I know, but I, you don't know that for a while. Because he left the light on over him. Yes, but you don't know that until they pan back over to him. Mm-hmm. So it, at first I was like, hey, not cool. Do you think that phrase of, uh, when not in use, cut the juice, is the phrase that brought up, if it's yellow, let it mellow? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's also a terrible saying. It is. I liked the would not in use turn off the juice. It was pretty good. Because that's how I feel about my air conditioning. Yeah. And my lights. It's probably a good thing. God bless you, Sookie. Was that a sneeze? I think it was a sneeze. <laughs> Excuse me. That was a hiccup. That was a hiccup. Pardon. Shouldn't drink so much. You're not <laughs> drinking right now. We know. I'm drinking water. No. I right. haven't drank in 20 days. Yep. It means you're only 10 days away. Yep. <clears throat> From absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I'm not talking about it. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so yeah, I was like, hey, maybe don't leave an unconscious woman alone with this man she doesn't know very well. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. It's it, was a, it was a more innocent time. I mean, he's being, uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of fucking serial killers in the 60s and 70s. I'm just saying. It appeared to be a more innocent time, but it's actually like, Hardcore serial killer time. Yeah, well, you know, it was just less news right now, so people didn't know about it. Right. Now you can't wake up without reading about a serial killer. I know. God, that guy killing blueberries all the time. Blueberries? What? What's the cereal that's all berries? (laughs) Frankenberries. Oops, oops, all berries. (laughs) Frankenberries, oops, all berries. Murdering them constantly. It's true. But anyway, that was my point, that I was like, hey, man, not cool. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. But but the clerk was still there, yeah, so Yeah, he didn't okay. leave. We know that now. But at first I wrote all caps, what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't say, I'll be back here in my Right, thingy. he just was like, when and not in use, turn off the juice, bye. Yeah. <laughs> turn off all the lights, leave you alone with yeah. unconscious woman. Don't um, do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> he might as well have said that. Um, But... So, like, a minute after the bus leaves, Millicent wakes up mm-hmm. and starts remembering something. Right. And the music gets very creepy. What was she remembering? She says she's remembering that there's, she read something somewhere. Yeah. I'm doing weird wavy hands right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> For the audience. Yep. Different planes of existence. Oh, yeah. Two parallel worlds that exist side by side, and each of us has a counterpart in the world. Uh-huh. In that world and this world, or we are the counterpart, and then there's another one, Sorry. right? Uh, and sometimes this counterpart, after the two worlds converge, in order to survive, the counterpart has to take over and replace us so it can live in this world. Ooh. Each of us has a twin in this other world, and maybe that woman that she saw is her counterpart. Ooh. <clears throat> And Paul is like, you cray cray. <laughs> but Millicent is convinced that that is what's going on. Of course. It makes total 100%. sense. 100%. Because yeah. even though she's got a good head on her shoulders, her sanity is being tested. Yes. 
obviously she reads comics and reads the flash so she knows about flashpoint and knows that there's doubles all in multiple earths so yeah yep yeah not only is she 25 she likes comic books (laughs) did the flash exist in the 60s i'm sure it did i will check that though and let you know okay whilst you continue regaling us with this story of the tale whoa Paul tells her he's going to call his friend to give them a ride, but she's just kind of out of it now. She's just too deep in her thoughts about um, the counterpart taking over her life. Right. And he goes over to the clerk, who I now realize is there. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, they weren't yeah. alone. Yes? Yep. Oh. Well, he was reading, you know. He was reading his magazine. The Arrow. <clears throat> he was reading Arrow. <laughs> the Green Arrow. Yeah. He tells her he's going to call the police on her behalf because, and as the clerk says, she's got a leak in her attic, <laughs> which is another good phrase. <laughs> the Flash first episode, uh, first volume of, of comics was released uh, uh, somewhere between February and March 1959. So she, so she was real in it right yeah, then. right away. <laughs> she's a big fan right away. Exactly. Maybe she's crazy because she was liking DC instead of Marvel. <laughs> well, you know, they do comics every week, so there's plenty of time there. Yeah. So Paul calls the police <clears throat> on her behalf, apparently. Uh-huh. Which is, I feel like, a trend. Maybe not. I don't know if it was still happening in the 60s, but I know like when women would be accused of hysteria. Which is fake. Which is fake. Which they claimed because their wombs were moving or their uteruses were moving around in their body and making them crazy. Yep. Thank you, Dr. McElroy. Yes. They would call the insane asylum on them to take them away Uh because they're hysterical. Right. Most women were just annoyed because they had to deal with some idiot all the time. Right. Because he had those (laughs) eyes and ears and nails. (laughs) (laughs) The agony. Yes. (laughs) So he calls... The police. Yes. She's got a leak in her attic. That's what the clerk says. Right. Um, so Millicent goes to the bathroom while he's over there and she's looking for her counterpart, asking where she is, where did you go? Right. But, right. Like she saw her on the bus. Yeah. Where do you think she is, lady? Well, maybe she got off. Maybe. You never know. And then she comes out of the bathroom, or Paul helps her out of the bathroom, and he's like, Let's go get some fresh air. Yep. And then they go outside, and the freaking police show up and just take her away. Yeah. And then she runs away from the cops. You know, today's a day and age. You would get shot for that. I don't know. She's a white woman. She's probably fine. Oh, you're right. <laughs> she just get beaten down. Tased. Just a, just a little political humor for you. Don't tase me, bro. That was a cork voice. <laughs> it was not a very good cork voice, but that was my intention. Okay. <laughs> so the police show up, take her away. Paul goes back in. He's he looks real upset about it. Yep. And um, he's tired. He's tired. And the he next suggests bus is at seven. The next bus is at seven. It's like he says he can get three hours of sleep at least or something like that. So uh-huh. I assume it's three, four in the morning, somewhere around there. Right. <clears throat> it's been a long night. Yeah. Um he sets his bag down. And then preps his pillow coat. Mm-hmm. He goes over to the drinking fountain. He bends down to get a drink. His body, his body is covering the bag in the shot. His battery. His battery. 
his body, his head slash body, yep. is covering the shot of the bag. Whilst he drinks from the bubbler. Yes. For all you people that call it a bubbler. So, whilst he drinks from the cooler. For all you people that call it the cooler. Once he drinks from the water fountain. For all you people that call it the water fountain. <laughs> Thank you. Covered all the bases. You did. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, but Somebody's you forgot. Gonna, somebody, you forgot to call it the watertronic. <laughs> the drinking receptacle. <laughs> um, so that when he stands back up from drinking from bubbler, fountain, etc. Yep. Water his bag cooler. is gone. <gasps> And then he sees a person running out the door with his bag. Yes. I didn't see the bag. Did he really have the bag? I can't remember. I I just thought I saw a guy run out the door. He did run out the door. So Paul chases after him. He's like, hey, man. And then his, the person he's chasing after is very giddy. And he looks over his shoulder. We see it's Paul. It's Paul. Paul. And Paul can't catch up to him. And he runs away. And Paul starts talking crazy. So the bus depot <clears throat> is a portal into an alternate dimension where people come over to steal your life. <laughs> so time for more. <laughs> Got to get the end narration in yes, here. Yes, yes, go. Obscure and metaphysical explanation to cover a phenomena. Reasons dredged out of the shadows to explain away that which cannot be explained. Call it parallel planes or just insanity. Whatever it is, you will find it in the Twilight Zone. (laughs) Roll the credits. So, yeah. (coughs) Craziness. Yeah. It was uh, surprisingly quick to watch. It was quick to watch. It had very little plot line to it. But it was very creepy. It was creepy. There was... Other than the final scene, there was no double on-screen stuff. Well, the shot of her in the mirror and her is a is yeah. a double on-screen. Yeah, but that it's not you know that one's not hard. Right. And they could have just shot the mirror and then shot her. And mm-hmm. w- I'm just saying voila. they're still sharing the same frame. True. The yeah the running scene was very obviously a green screen of some sort. Or just. The splicing of the splicing, uh, yeah, of film. However, they did it in the sixties. I don't know how they did it in the sixties. Yeah, one day we'll have to look that up. <laughs> Although I did try to look it up for uh, the Parent Trap and couldn't find anything on how it was done then. Yeah. Other than there being a hard line to film them on and right. dis- disappearing arms. <laughs> you love the disappearing arm. <laughs> it was great, but yeah. So yeah. The bus depot is a portal between those two the parallel two worlds. universes. Don't put your bag down in the by the bench, man. <laughs> well, the first girl brought her own bag, mm-hmm. but then proceeded to ditch her own bag and steal the bag of the lady that she placed. The 25-year-old woman with a head on her shoulders, thankfully. Because we all don't want to see a 25-year-old woman without a head on her shoulders. No, that's terrifying. That's just weird. Walking around all headless. Uh huh. <laughs> Any fun facts? I have a lot of fun facts. Cool. Um. Well, here's a little analysis. Okay. By this whom? is from Twilight Zone Encyclopedia, I think. Okay. I might have forgotten what it was called. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. 
The bus depot itself turns out to be Millicent's parallel plane, a distorted version of reality where nothing is as it seems in the normal, rational world. Those who enter the station are unnerved, baffled, and finally driven away as a result of glimpsing their doubles. The ending of Mirror Image leaves us with a feeling of dread and uncertainty, which the narration does little to ease. Yes. Well, it is the Twilight Zone. So, like, what do you think happened after... So, like, she said that the counterpart has to take over their life to live in the world. So does that mean the original or not the original? Ends up in an insane asylum. Right. And then they live out their days there as a crazy person and nobody cares about crazy people, so nobody ever knows. It's true. It's the 60s. They're overcrowded in terrible conditions. Uh Uh-huh. And she's just in a padded room talking to herself. That's so sad. While they give her electroshock treatment and Valium. Yeah. Probably give her a lobotomy. Oh, yeah, lobotomy. That'd be good. Makes you a useful member of drill-siety. Drill-siety, yeah. Yeah, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. Do you think the dude at the end called the cops on himself? I bet the clerk called the cops on him. Ooh. He doesn't want those shenanigans in his bus depot. Of course not. He came over from that plane and stole that other dude's life fair and square. (laughs) Probably. Which is why they just make you go nuts. Yeah. They're helping. (gasps) They're the gatekeepers to the transfer. Him and and the bathroom lady. The bathroom lady. Sorry, the powder room lady. And they try to act like it's all fine. Yeah. And you're going nuts. What are you and, talking about? Why are you bugging me every five minutes? And the, a bus station's like the perfect thing because you have to wait for such an undetermined amount of time. You're, in, you're not in control of the situation. You're yeah, at the yeah. mercy of the time passing, yeah. which gives your double the opportunity to come in and... Mess with you. Fuck you up. Yeah. And they're the, they're the, the two of them are the uh, gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we got another one for you. Yeah. There you go. Obviously, they only bring young people over because the old people had no doppels. That's true. They mm-hmm. were just happily chilling. Sleepy. Sleepy babies. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else? So, yeah, it was originally aired on February 26, 1960 on CBS. Uh-huh. Um, in a short film pitching the Twilight Zone series to a Dutch television station, creator Rod Serling, who did the narration. Mm-hmm claimed to have gotten the idea for a mirror image following an encounter at an airport. He noticed a man at the other side of the terminal who wore the same clothes and carried the same suitcase as himself. Ooh. He considered what would happen if the man turned around and was re- revealed to be a duplicate of himself. Hmm. However, the man turned out to be much younger and more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it's creepy. Nice. You know what I just learned from that whole thing? There wasn't a lot of fashion difference in the 60s. No. Everybody was wearing the same thing, looking the same. Yeah. Especially dudes. Lots of suits. Yep. Because that was back when you had to dress up to go to the airport. Of course. I wish people still dressed up a little bit to go to the airport. What are you talking about? Everyone's wearing like sweatpants and shit. I love wearing my sweatpants that say juicy on the butt when I'm at the airport. Because I remember when I was little, I would have to get so dressed up to go to the airport. I'd wear like a dress and tights. Yeah. Well, back then it was special. I know it was special. Now, now it's, it's nothing. Just, now it's like eventually there's going to be Uber airplanes. <laughs> Probably. Rideshare jetliners. Rideshare jetliners. <laughs> Calling my Uber pool plane. 
This is one of several episodes from season one with its opening title sequence plastered, plastered over with the opening for season two. This was done during the summer of 1961 to help the season one shows fit in with the new look the show had taken during season two. Okay. I don't know. I didn't read that one all the way through before I pasted it. What did it. the season one look like? I don't know. I'm curious. In the original story, the mirror image, the washroom attendant was actually a woman working at a lunch counter. What? She was supposed to be a lunch person, a food person instead of a bathroom person in the okay. original script. script. Okay. Yes. That makes sense now. Yes. I heard you wrong Sorry. the first time. Sorry. It's all right. So, what's our double count? Four. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the twisty turn at the end. Yeah. As soon as he, as soon as his body covered his suitcase, I knew that thing was gone in that shot. Did the old people have luggage? I don't, I don't think so. Luggage is what does you in. Don't bring your luggage. Don't set yep. your bag down, buddy. Because yep. they need it to, to go. To steal to you. Be, to be yeah. you. Because we all know that in luggage, you keep your entire identity. <laughs> Obviously. Right. It's a must. I mean, can you think about if what would happen if you lost your luggage on the way to a trip? You'd be fucked. Well. More or less. Probably. I've never a few checked luggage. I don't either because I'm too afraid of that. I always do carry-ons. Me too. Because I'm too afraid of it. Or drive. And if I lose my luggage when I'm driving, something's wrong. Yes. <laughs> Like, I'm definitely not checking for Dragon Con because I'm going to have so much, like, all my costumes. That terrifies me to, like, potentially lose my costumes on the way to a con. I, well, it probably happens less than you think these days. I don't know. I don't trust. I hear so many stories all the time. Can you fit them all in a carry-on? Well, I'm going to have my suitcase and I'm going to have a backpack, which is my purse. Okay. Okay. So, yes. Gotcha. I can put my suitcase overhead and put my, my backpack under the seat. Under the seat. Okay. That makes sense. Way to think it out. I got it planned. So what did you think of this episode? I enjoyed it. It was sweet, simple. It was, uh... It was fun and creepy. It was nice and, and eerie. I was reading, like, there was another list that I saw that was, like, 25 creepiest TV episodes ever. And this was number two. Ooh. And I was very surprised by that. What was number one? Uh, X-Files Home. Does that have doubles? No. Okay. It's a mutanty family. Well, Not a mutant. I, that's that. a bad word. Doubles a, makes it to number two. Yeah. And strangely the, enough, two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the episode of Buffy was on there. The one with the gentleman. The hush episode where yeah. they all lose their voices. Okay. That was on that list too. And I was like, good. Yeah. I love that episode. But yeah. I thought it, I think that had I... I think I remember seeing it when I was little and thinking it was creepy. There's a lot of... Twilight Zone surprises you because sometimes it's like really silly, but sometimes it is super creepy and it's kind of unsettling after the fact. Right. Like thinking about what happens now to these people is really unsettling. Yeah, it's true. And the I, more people will come wander into this bus station and get their lives stolen. The only two Twilight Zones I remember are the one with Captain Kirk where he sees the monster out on the plane wing mm -hmm. That's like up the, the most engine. famous one, yeah. And then the other one is... Oh, wait, I remember three. Then the second one is uh, the person who is in surgery because they had uh, 
an accident that mangled their face. Mm-hmm. And when they take off the mask, the person looks perfect and beautiful. And, and she's like, oh, I'm so ugly and disgusting. And then you see that everybody has mangly looking faces. And then the mm-hmm. last one is when um, it was some interesting subject matter. I believe the guy was anti-Semite <laughs> and being kind of a jerk in a bar. And then he ends up on a train um, with Jewish people being taken to a concentration camp. And he's trying to say he's not Jewish. And they you know, put the star on him and all that. And uh, ends up living the life that he supported. That's fucked from up. From the opposite side. That's super fucked up. Those are the three Twilight Zones that stick out in my head. Yeah, there's two other... There's a, I mean, there's a bunch that I love. The one that's... The two that I'm thinking of that stick out the most are there's an episode in season one where this woman's going into a mall uh-huh. and the people that are helping her, um, she keeps going to different floors and she recognizes the mannequins as people that were helping her. So like, Ooh. it's just like, it's really fucking creepy. That one like is really creepy. Wow. The people that, yeah, they all start turning into mannequins and then like by the end of it, she turns into a mannequin. It's really creepy. Wasn't there a Twilight Zone movie too? Yeah, I think so. I don't think I, I don't know if I saw it, but I think the one I might remember from that is the kid that could make things happen. So like, he hated the fact that his dad or somebody would yell at him, so he took away his mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like his mom had no eyes, and he was like, he really liked this teacher and invited her over, and then she found out he had these powers, and it was really mm-hmm. creepy. Interesting. The other one that I love. That really like fucked me up for a while uh, was it's this what is happening is the earth is hurtling towards the sun uh-huh. slowly, but like right. so everyone like electricity's like dying because they're just they're using up all the water resources like there's everyone's just like sweating profusely. There's no mm-hmm. whatever you're just dying from heat exhaustion basically and you just get so t- like they're like getting so close to the sun like half of the earth is being burned burned alive and this woman's just like laying in bed and she's just like it's so hot that she passes out from the heat uh-huh. and then she wakes up and it's the opposite they're hurtling away from the sun and everything's frozen wow. <laughs> they're dying from being frozen to death <laughs> they went through the sun and lived to tell the story no like it was a dream oh like she was she's so cold that she's dreaming about drifting to the sun so hot uh-huh. drifting to the sun and then when so the cold. reality is that they're drifting away from the sun and everyone's freezing to death. Oh, oh, the dream was they were drifting to the sun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she woke up and f- freezing to death. Interesting. That was a really good one. Check out Twilight Zone. It's so fun. It's all on Netflix. So It is all on Netflix. So, um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. Yes. Uh, you can email us, your su- email us your suggestions or comments at um c double podcast at gmail.com you can follow stephanie at her instagram at steph plus verb thanks and uh until next week i'm stephanie kretz and i'm stephanie kretz thank you for listening (laughs) bye